What's up, everyone, and welcome to Save the Game Media's Game of the Year conversation for 2023. I'm your host, Kevin, for these proceedings, and I will join currently by most of the crew. We got a few stragglers coming in a little late, but joining us, Taylor, the host of No Limits. How you doing, buddy? Kev, does my mic volume sound okay now? Yeah, we probably should have discussed this before the show, but yes. But I'm going to do this now. Yeah, you sound fine. You sound all right. Fine. All right, I have I have some issues with how low my volume is on the latest episode of No Limits, but I'll figure it out. Anyway, doing all right. A little sick, uh, but I'm here. All right, all right. We're also joined by Brandon, one of the co-hosts of Frame by Frame, uh, bringing his gaming opinions. You don't often get to hear them. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing well. I'm loving the snow outside. Uh, if anyone is in the Discord or wants to see it, my son built his first snowman today, so I'm super stoked about that. I, I hate the snow. I went out there and almost fell twice. You take that back. What is wrong with you, Kevin? Just icy. Do you not just, have the right boots? Slash. I don't shoes? have any boots. Just deal. So just, you're just going out barefoot. Just filter yeah, the yeah, snow. Barefoot. Filter the yeah. snow with so it's powdery snow, and it's all awesome. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brie, yes. also of No Limits and Anime Cast. How you doing? And are we caught up yet? And are we caught up yet? Yeah, we do. You do so many we shows. Need, we need more people listening to Are We Caught Up Yet? Because it's amazing content and not mm. enough people listen to it. So that's my shout out for the day. How am I? I'm doing good. good. Uh, new year, new me, as they say. Just kidding. Um, oh, that's yeah. a lie. It's Big changes? No, but my sister said that to me, and I – so she calls me 10 minutes after midnight, and she goes – she was, like, making a bunch of noise. I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, I'm cleaning. And I was well, like – Why? At 12.10 at night, and she's like, yeah, new year, new me, Brianna. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So it sounds like she's avoiding something. That's the something. energy I'm also bringing. <laughs> you know, people who do, like, stress cleaning? Yes, that yeah. sounds like – um, it sounded like she wanted her house clean for the entire new year, but we'll see how long that lasts. So it's like the shower theory. If you take 30 showers on the first of the month, you don't take any for the rest of the month. If you clean your whole house extremely hard, you don't have to clean it for the rest of the year. That's fair. That no, it's out. not. That's the most no, absurd thing I've ever bit. heard Just in my cover life. Cover every surface in bleach. Okay. All right. Kyle, also of anime cast. How are you doing? I'm not covering my house in bleach and cleaning at midnight. That's for sure. Uh, I am. I am covered in snow. Yes. How much you get? But we. I think we got like seven ish inches. We have over a foot. So that probably Ooh. means like four inches for everybody. Nineteen inches. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you cut it in half. It is. It is well, well up to my to my knee. Oh wow. Okay. Well, we got 30 a few years ago, so anything other than that is, uh, yeah, we got 33, I think, was the total uh, a few years ago, and it like right. made the uh, indoor soccer stadium collapse. There was yeah, a storm there. where I grew up. That was like eh, maybe like seven years ago now. It must have been well over a foot and a half. Maybe. I doubt it's the same storm, though. It used to snow more when we were kids. Yeah, yep, yep. I the agree. Snow, the snow used to be up to like the top of porches and you'd have to like tunnel your way out. It was a whole, whole thing. And now it's like, Oh, you get up to your knee and everyone's like, Oh, I can't. Or if you're in the South, Oh, I got this much snow. I can't go anywhere. You get 
half an inch of snow in the south and you watch nothing but car accidents because nobody knows how to drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's we're not here to talk about value. the <laughs> we're not here to talk about the climate change situation, <laughs> guys. We're here to talk about game of the year for 2023. So we have all played a plethora of games. We have chosen our top five that we played in 2023. We'll go around round robin style, uh, taking turns discussing if someone else has that game on their list they can jump in and we'll one big love fest um i also said you could bring some honorable mentions so get those out of the way and some biggest disappointments if you also want to <laughs> trash something uh before you get into your list but you know get time be 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 respectful of everyone's time so uh i i want to start with with kyle because he's chuckling away down there so i just gotta know what he has planned for this game of the year conversation nepo all right so i came with uh, with the powerpoint oh okay uh, well did google say, slides presentation did you say did you call him phil hmm? who is who is phil I don't know uh, what you're go- talking about. Though. Google Slides. Um, Good. All right. Uh, I need to present this. It's slideshow you... on the right-hand side. Yeah, there you go. That one works, too. By right. me. Very good. The game here. of the Ro- year. Rocking the eighth grade PowerPoint. <laughs> I provide, yep, I provided no credits to any of the pictures that I stole. But okay. before you before you go, Kyle, okay. <laughs> Sam, right. Sam, we're, Sam Heaney from... Uh, IGN and No Limits, a PlayStation podcast, and Are We Caught Up Yet? Is entered the room. I got you this time, oh, Bree. And I, good. I, I'm glad you're here. I'm seemingly not, considering the tone of voice that you've got employed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, you may proceed with your Game of the Year presentation. Give me your dishonorable you. mentions, number five. Thank you. Dishonorable mention, and it is the only dishonorable mention. Uh, the biggest disappointment of 2023, Final Fantasy 16. Now, why does Final Fantasy 16 oh, suck? Oh my god! Um, wow. Final Fantasy 16, or as I like to call it, Rise 2 QTE Simulator. Okay, now hold on. Um, <laughs> or Hallway Simulator 2023. You know, Yikes. you're just you're you're running a straight line, and you get to where you need to go. Uh, I think this this paragraph right here that I'm not going to read. Um, sums up everything wrong with it from the horrible RPG mechanics to the terrible crafting system to the useless story and the awful characters that you can't even play as and the repetitive combat. Also, if anyone can name this character, I'll give you $10. I can't actually say it. Carjo the Khajiit. What did you say, Taylor? Nothing. Uh, I don't know who that is. Kyle, you Ooh, misspelled the, the word non-existent. I didn't write that. I uh, I copy and pasted it from a Reddit post. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not putting in any more effort than I need to on this game. Okay. Um. So this. <laughs> What's wrong with Rise? Right. Rise uh, is good. Rise what? Um, good with whoa. Rise. Well, yeah, Rise is good. Best 900p so, I mean, game out there. The point was. <laughs> The point was that this is a blacksmith, um, but it is the Final Fantasy XIV blacksmith. Bree, <laughs> what are you doing? Does it not even you know, okay, I, I don't want to be hyperbolic. Do you know how many blacksmiths there are in Final Fantasy XIV? Nope. Don't uh, care. Move it on. 
All right, honorable mention. Well, hold on, hold on. I feel like we need some discourse around Final Fantasy. You can't, you can't just come in here and say, game sucks, this is why, and suck. move on, all right? I think all my points are cle clearly laid out here. I have visuals, <laughs> pictures. How many of us on the panel have beaten Final Fantasy 16? It was so bad, I just couldn't get through it. So, uh, so half of us have beaten the game. I agree with you about a lot of these points. Like the RPG elements are pretty bare, like lackluster. The crafting system is blah. I will not hear slander about the story or the voice acting. Or I think the characters, for the most part, are really good. Apart from Mid, who sucks. She's she's horrible. She like as soon as she gets introduced to the story, like the, the game goes downhill. But uh, by and large, good game. Kyle, you no. haven't seen the Bahamut boss fight. Yeah, oh, don't get him started about the boss fights. The boss fights are terrible. They're all what? they're all just flashy substance, and then you hit some QTEs, and all some stuff happens. It's what's, awful. It what's wrong with some Devil May Cry in your game? I don't know. Why did everyone have such a problem with Rise One when it was full of QTEs? I didn't huh? have any problem with Rise One. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Yeah, but people did. That's people. the point. People. I just okay. want standards across the board. And they're thrown out the window whenever somebody's like, oh, th it's pretty and it's got a somewhat okay story, even though it's just a retelling of like Final Fantasy like four or something. Um, the point is, it's a bad game and I don't like it Man. and I hate it and it sucks. Hmm. Hmm. Sam, um, you, you platinum this game. I did. I did. He platinums every game. He platinum Paul. <laughs> yeah, that to be fair isn't a fair litmus <laughs> test. I do platinum in most games. Kyle, uh, uh, well, it's funny because one of my honorable mentions was Final Fantasy 16. That's, that's, that's dumb. You're dumb. You're a dumb man. Um, okay. But um, yeah, so I don't like this game. I'm never going to play it again. Uh, if this is the route Final Fantasy takes from now on, I'm not going to play them going forward. I was going to include a picture of like the Final Fantasy 7 cast and then the Final Fantasy 16 cast because if you compare them the Final Fantasy 7 cast bodies every single one of them and it's not even comparable. Um like come on. Tifa, Tifa's better than every character in 16 easily. I Anyways. I agree, but Clive yep. and Jill are also great. I, I I just wish I could play as Jill, you know. Yeah. Yeah, be cool but all right but anyways, moving along enough moving about along. hallways enough about hallway simulator um some honorable mentions um there's a nice paragraph off to the side there that someone can read um if they would like but resident evil 4 and dead space remakes are some honorable mentions the best survival horror games ever made um <laughs> you know it's i they're only honorable mentions because they are remakes uh, Genshin had a great 4.0 story, but it's just a continued live service game. But you ever want to watch this uh, this this trailer right here? It's fantastic. And Don't then uh, Fushuan, you know, just talk down to me. Um, uh, oh, I got out Even even the great. Google thing didn't want you to talk about mobile games. Um, Kyle, not I, mobile games. I, they're on console. 
Yeah, it's true. It's Reading through mobile games that got ported to console. Called no, I will fight you on these things. They're mm. PC, they're PC games that are also on mobile. Um, regardless of that, because I, I Genshin and Honkai or or whatever. I noticed in your paragraph here, you say, quote, no, Kevin, Callisto Protocol is not better than them. How can you even have that opinion? I've been waiting months to call you out on this awful opinion of yours. Please some, get some integrity and stop this madness. Um, yeah. The Callisto Protocol is more fun than Dead Space Remake. No, no. You're just wrong. No, You're no. so wrong. It's it's way more enjoyable. I had a much better time playing the Callisto Protocol than I did. I think Dead Space is fine. It's scarier for sure, but it is like kind of just the plasma cutter is the one of the greatest guns ever made. I love the plasma cutter. It is great. As somebody yeah. that disliked both Dead Space Remake and Callisto Protocol, Callisto Protocol is night and day worse than Dead Space Remake. Breathe. Playing the OG, and I just didn't get back to it, but the plasma cutter was fun. You got to pick limbs to destroy, and you got to you can yeah. put in vertical or horizontal position depending what what limb you're targeting. It's great. Uh huh. It's great. Yeah, but in Callisto Protocol, you get to dodge like a boxer and then beat the crap oh out God. of people, and, and everyone get... hated it. Who likes that dodge mechanic? Nobody. Me. It was Nobody. easy. But yeah. Thank you, Sam. Put that hand down. Thank you. The and then Callisto is also a mining tool, so it has dual purpose in the lore. It's great. Callisto, you also get like uh, telekinetic powers, and I was picking people up, throwing them into spikes on the wall. It was dope. No. All right. Garbage. You can do that in Dead Space. You just refuse to use the kinesis or the stasis. You're like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to use those. That's on you. This yeah, is I just, a skill I just, issue with you. I, I felt like it was better explained in Callisto. Dude, Dead Space Stomp? Come on. You Since can stomp in Callisto. This is, this, is what we, this is what we deal with Monday through Monday. With this mm -hmm. guy, all right. Yep. Yep. Um, Brie, oh, Brie has something to say about Dead Space. Dead Space remake is on my dishonorable mentions. Wow. Uh, oh, okay. I wanted, it, I wanted it to be good, and I just didn't love it. It wasn't terrible, but I also didn't like it. So it's it's like objectively hailed as like the best survival horror game. I'm not saying you're yeah. wrong, and saying I didn't. Sure like is. It. Resident Evil Two is also. I mean. Eh. Yes. Well, Kevin, I, I at the end of the day, top 10. Kevin, at the end of the day, one of these games is getting a sequel and it's not Callisto, so. <laughs> yeah, you got him. I don't think Callisto Studio will have enough funding. Hopefully not. What? No, I want people to have jobs. All right, let's talk about some of the best games. <laughs> I okay. love Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Good job, Kyle. All right, <laughs> give me your number five, Kyle. Number five. It was you, it was me, and it was Garl. <laughs> See you, stars. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm what with a you. Game. What a freaking game. A classic JRPG love letter. Just done beautifully. The environments are beautiful. The soundtrack's beautiful. The gameplay is interactive and fun and engaging. The story is really fun. Um... Yeah, I just I thought they did a great job. I'm glad to see they have they've had so much success. Can't wait to see what's next. Um, Sea of Stars is also on my list. I don't know if anybody else has it, but it's number four on my list. I didn't play it. At the time you were playing, sure no it seemed like it wasn't running for your favorite. Uh, it was at one point, and wow. then a bunch and of other games came out. So in the fall hit, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think Sea of Stars is visually stunning. Um, I think automatically the the colors bring you into the world and just make you want to play the game because it's so vibrant and it's just. Uh, I think I described it at one point as like a feast for your eyes, but the the homage to the old school JRPGs like Chrono Trigger and uh, having played things like a Super Mario RPG after the fact, I was like, you know, Sea of Stars is actually quite similar to Super Mario RPG. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I loved it and good twenty hours for for me, uh, so twenty to thirty hours for most people. But it's not like one of those JRPGs is going to take you an eternity to finish. Um, it's pretty linear and, it's and overstay. It's welcome exactly. Yeah, I, I, my only critique, and I think this is probably why it goes down to number four. And Kyle, you probably agree with this: is the true ending being locked behind all those absurd collectibles is yeah. really annoying. Yep, but that's why it was number five. So. Yeah. Uh, I just want to shout out that Kyle picked the character with twin tails. She is True awesome. Character. True to character. I mean, she's really cool. These sprites look awesome. As in, as mostly a they are. traditional RPG or this game looks really They awesome. are awesome. Yeah. It's on uh, PS Plus and Game Pass. So no excuse yeah. not yeah. to play. Well, I'm dropping the PS Plus subscription at the end of the year or at the end of my renewal cycle. Well, so. you got plenty of time. So Game Pass is staying, though. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything to say on Sea of Stars? Uh All right. But I haven't touched it. Uh, I think you would like it, Brandon. I might. Yeah, I I also think so. All right, Kyle, we'll get back to you later in the show, but I want to jump over to Taylor. You know, Kev, I don't know if I played five games this year. Uh, I can't be true. (laughs) Can't be true. I really can't tell you more than the five I've played this year. I don't remember. So... If only there was some digital record. There's digital record of trophies I earned. <laughs> that totally that, that exactly. Maybe That's they have like a, a time and a, like a date stamp on them. Right. You know, like when you earned them. Right. So I think by default, Alan Wake Remastered gets my number five spot. Okay. My first time with the Alan Wake franchise with a remedy game, and. It started out being pretty good, but as the story went on, and especially with the DLC, Alan Wake 1 DLC, fantastic. And it just elevates the whole game for me. So um, Alan Wake 1 was very good. If I played more than five games this year, I think it would probably be an honorable mention. Um, it was a good game. It's just by the virtue of how little games I played this year. It's on my number five spot. Um, I, sorry, I'll say the story is very good. Gameplay is all right. And, oh, I, and yeah, I beat American Nightmare. I'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you telling me Alan Wake's American Nightmare is no, 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 ahead? No, no. Actually, I'll just talk about it now. American <laughs> Nightmare was okay. Mr. Scratch is awesome, but Alan Wake Remastered is just a better game, or Alan Wake 1 is a better game. Um, Alan Wake American Nightmare is... It's like a Zombieland side story-ish mm-hmm. type type deal. And that's how I approached it. But next on the list for me in Remedy is Control. And I'm really excited to see how these universes link up, especially with the Alter World expansion DLC and Control. I noticed you're skipping Remedy's best game, Quantum Break. Uh, I have plans to come to Quantum Break one day. Okay. It looks fun. Um, I just it didn't, is. didn't play because I didn't have an Xbox, but it's on PC now, so... 
It's probably on Game Pass PC, if I'm going to guess. It is. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Bree looks uh, like she's champing at the bit to say something. No, I'm just hanging out. Uh, she probably just wants to tell me how bad Alan Wake is. I did not like the gameplay. Which I was really sad because I, I was enjoying the story, but the gameplay got so horrendous that I just like I like literally rage quit and uninstalled the game. <laughs> I, think, I think the gameplay gets really funny when the poltergeist come in. It just gets entertaining. Like and like funny bad kind of thing on some of it. Um I will say there's a concert scene, I'll leave it there. That was even though the gameplay mechanically isn't that great, that sequence is one of the most entertaining things I've played in a game. Uh where there's lights. Uh- I really don't think the gameplay is that. like I think the gameplay is serviceable. Like yeah, I think it's service even it's by right. today's standards. I don't like think I've it's bad. I've played games okay. that came out last year that were worse than Alan Wake Remastered. <laughs> um, but the story's phenomenal. I'm a big Alan Wake fan, as ever, as anyone knows. Yeah. Um, I also um, loved the uh, Haunting of Netflix series like before playing this and it just feels like I'm in, it feels like I'm, like I said, on No Limits, it feels like I'm playing one of those shows mm-hmm. like, and big fan. So, yeah, and I found a full PDF copy of Departure, right? The book that you put the pages <laughs> together through the game, which is, which is funny. Um, I've heard he's yeah. a bad writer. I've heard he's a bad writer. Re- read it, he's just bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. he's uh, a, you know, like faux Stephen King, so. That's his thing. Yeah, he's a, King, he's, bad. he's yeah. a bad popular writer. But uh, Stephen King, right, would be the inspiration, but he isn't considered bad by any means, right? I don't know. I don't I don't know enough about books. He doesn't he I know he wrote like two hundred books. <laughs> All right. Well, Alan Wake remastered. Great game, uh, I will say. I, I'm glad you finally experienced it and that you're digging into remedy there taylor maybe next year you can tell us how good control was oh let me say i did purchase alan wake 2 on the epic sale a crisp 29 dollars after tax and i'll be on the lookout for the season pass if i really enjoy the base game you should play that before control well you don't have to but like you think i should I play alan wanna... wake 2 before control i just want to hear your thoughts on alan wake 2 if i'm being honest <laughs> i was gonna play him in release order so control then alan wake 2 that's probably mm-hmm. best, I would say. Yeah, if you want the full experience. Okay. Yeah, I'm that guy. Me I'm and Kev will be waiting with bated breath. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Let's jump over to Bree, who was bragging that she beat 22 games this year. What's your I number five, though? Or your honorable long. mentions. Honorable mentions, games? dishonorable mentions. Whoa. It's all because of you, Kevin. Yeah, all it because is. Of me. It is. I was like, I got to play more games, not to beat Kevin, but so that Kevin doesn't make fun of me for not playing games again. Who cares mm-hmm. what Kevin thinks, Bree? Or are you just Everyone. doing it as a competitive advantage? Like, screw you, Kevin. I beat a number of games this year. Yeah, it's that's usually what it is. Mm, interesting. Okay. Hence why I played three Spider-Man games. It was a screw you, Sam. <laughs> that was awesome. That was an awesome surprise. Um. Okay, so uh, I would say my honorable mention for this year the reason why it's in my honorable mentions is because i i did play enough games that released in 2023 that like my top five is all games that are from 2023 um so my honorable mention will be outer wilds um because Mm. that game is incredible i've talked enough about it so i won't like go over it again but i did technically beat it this like in 2023 Mm. so um i thought it was worth mentioning and the dlc right or no i haven't beat the dlc i've made it good chunk of the way through but not beat i might it. need to hop on discord call with 
you were Sam and be like, hi guys, where do I go? I started the DLC <clears throat> and I still don't know where to go. And as someone yeah. who's so proud of beating the main game without using a guide, it, it discouraged me. Yeah, I can help. All right. And then Sam could as well, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, so those are that's like my honorable mention. I already mentioned my dishonorable mention, which is Dead Space Remake. I wanted it to be so much better and spookier than it was, but that's okay. Um, okay. My number five spot is going to be um, Chance of Sinar. um i really thoroughly enjoyed this game um i had a fairly unique experience i played this while i was in jordan um and there's a lot of uh kind of middle eastern inspired uh art and stuff in there so it was cool to be in the middle east while playing that game um, it's also just a really fun game mechanics wise, like discovering a new language, trying to like parse out what people are saying um, based on context clues and stuff like that. It's it's truly a really, a really fun game. So that's my number five spot. I've heard of this game. I could not tell you what this game is. So you just play as like a little dude that's tr- it, you're trying to uh, get to the top of a tower, essentially, but you don't speak the languages of any of the people there. And each floor, quote unquote, of the tower is like a different people that speak a different language. And so you're trying to get to the next floor by kind of understanding their lore. And they'll tell you how to get to the like to the next floor, but because you don't speak their language, like you can't figure it out. So you kind of have to figure out what each word means and stuff like that. It's a really satisfying gameplay loop. So it's like a language-based puzzle game? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's accurate. Mm-hmm. I, mean, it's, it's pu- I did see it's published by Focus. So. I did, I see that as well. And, you know, I do I do love me some Focus games, but um, I don't know if I love language-based puzzle games. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Sam, what do you think? It's on my list. Oh, where'd it come in? So we decide beforehand if if you have a game that overlaps, you can feel free to jump in. Just talk about it. Yeah. Uh, It was number four on my list um, for many of the same reasons that Bree was talking about. Um, I am one of my, not guilty pleasures, but one of my deep loves in games is deduction. Um, things that actually require you to make assumptions or guesses, look at visual clues, those kind of things. Um, and Chance of Sonar is one of the best ones of that ilk. Um, nothing's ever really going to top uh, Return of the Obra Dinn for me in that space, I don't think. But Chance of Sonar is a very charming game, visually very um, appealing um and just wholly unique i don't think i've ever seen a game like it um doing the stuff that it does with language is that it sounds way more boring than it is i assure you it isn't mm-hmm. to everyone's tastes i'll admit but um it is far more captivating a gameplay loop than you might believe interesting okay i'm gonna have to watch some gameplay um of this game to actually understand. i'm not sure gameplay is gonna sell you to be okay honest. yeah the gameplay <laughs> video is still worth looking at all i've heard is it's it's on both their lists 
but don't watch gameplay and it sounds more boring than it is. Well, so you can watch, like, you won't really spoil yourself by watching, like, a gameplay video or anything like that. But the gameplay, like, is more, like, it's your interaction with the game that makes it good, not, like, the actual gameplay, if that makes sense. Like, the gameplay itself is kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's, like, bare bones, but it's, it's simple, I think, is a good word for it. So you just get okay. this, you get, I think a good way, like you get a book and it'll show you little icons. So like one of the icons that you see frequently is like a person. And so you like to discover the word for person, you'll like see the icon, click on it and then decide which letter would be the equivalent oh, you for person. You decide for you have, like, a, language. a language book. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Put it on my wish list. <laughs> What's happening where you right been, now? Where have you been for the last five minutes? <laughs> Wait, it's language based? Oh yeah. This, this is one of those moments where Taylor's is like, I'm miles away. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. Oh, uh, well, that's I'm I'm glad. Uh, indie is no, that's not indie. Does it count as an indie? It was published by Focus. Developers. It feels pretty indie-ish. Feels okay. It's got that vibe. In yeah. It, yeah. without Focus, probably would have been indie. Okay. It looks so much like Sable, but it's a different developer. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does. Sure. Similar art style, yeah. It does look like Sable. That's a good call. Uh, let's go to Brandon next. I want to hear what he's been playing for his number five. Oh, honorable mentions, this honorable number five. I, I'll give you an honorable mention. Um, a lot of these games were not released in 2023, and it's just when I played them. Um, so I really liked what they did with the Crisis Core remake. Really? Yes. I played the absolute, like, I ran the disc out on my PSP when I played Crisis Core the first time and could never beat Minerva. Yet, in the remake, with everything that they put in, with, yes, it's the same hallway-ish, but I liked what they did in addition to the original to make it a little more fresh. And I did get the plaque because I finally beat Minerva on that. So I was little happy with that uh as for dishonorable mentions um i hate what what blizzard has done overwatch fair and i continue, everyone everyone saw that coming everything that they've done with it uh, especially with the release of mauga i don't know enough about overwatch to know who mauga uh, is brand new character extremely overpowered tank that can essentially team wipe with just the right scenario um, he takes zero skill to use and it's more of the toxicity of like, oh, you don't have this tank. Why are you playing the game? Because I refuse to pay extra money to Blizzard to get a character that I don't really care about. Mm -hmm. This is the game everyone championed over Battleborn, Kevin. Never forget. I, know. I, I don't. I bring and it up I every, every... I hate that because Battleborn was so good. Oh, yeah. So let's good. go, Brandon. <laughs> let's go. Battleborn. <laughs> Oh, I I loved playing that game right off the bat. So um, for my number five, yep, which I'm pretty sure no one else is going to have any of my games on their list. Um, it's the most relaxing game for me. It's Power Wash Simulator. Oh okay, okay. I I understand why you yeah, say I've that. Heard, I played I've heard good things. I I uh, washed I've the invisible car from boatmobile from SpongeBob. Yes. Now, now the new DLC they released is Back to the Future. Clean the DeLorean. 
You can clean the DeLorean. You can clean Doc Brown's train from number three. You can clean the clock tower from number one. I thought you were going to say you can clean Doc Brown. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just, just shoot him. Just power wash him. <laughs> but no, it's, okay. it's just there's something inherently relaxing about it. Like I, I played it earlier this year uh, in beta on the PC that just it was fun. It was I like I was able to do it and relax during a stressful work day. And now I'm just running through it on PlayStation because it came out on plus. Mm hmm. And I'm just excited to see the rest of the story that I did not get to experience in the beta. There's a story yeah. to power story. <laughs> You just have to read all the text messages you get um, from the clients that are just giving you different things. Like for reference, I just cleaned the Swiss family Robinson treehouse, And they're talking mm. about like how Bigfoot may have stolen the mayor's cat. Okay. Okay, I don't think anyone else has that on there, but I'm I'm glad it's resonated with you. Um, your honorable mention for Crisis Core. Yep. I liked the story. I don't think the game holds up very well. No, the game doesn't hold up. The game is literally once you find the right setup of materia, you're you're gonna roll through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crisis Core was a game, another one I dropped. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Kyle hates so Final Fantasy, everyone. I and like was, Final Fantasy. I just didn't like that. It was the way it was because it came out on the PSP. It needed yeah, to be something got, that was fast for people to just be like, oh, here's a mission I'm going to do. This mission takes five minutes. All right, I'm going to go blow out this mission and then I go back to do something. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's like wrong. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, some people, concerned. some people love that. Oh yeah, yeah. I I do think the story helps, especially if you're playing Final Fantasy VII uh, and now remake. And then I want to see what they're doing with Rebirth. Obviously, I can't but. wait for what they do with Rebirth because they're already talking about the the scene. The scene. Yeah, yeah they are. Nope, not happening. Sam, it is happening. We already got your number four, but let's hear your number five. Am I able to do an honorable and dishonorable? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, honorable mention um, is going to have to. <clears throat> I suppose I should check. It's my. It's, no, no, it's my own list. I don't care. Um, I'm going to give an honorable mention to God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. Um, obviously, free DLC. Um, it's the closest thing to a shadow drop, I think, PlayStation's done ever, if not in a long time. Um, I think it's a very well-constructed roguelite. Um, I think it suits the renewed God of War gameplay loop very well. Um, it got me to experiment with more abilities and the weapons in ways that the base game did not, which is always nice. And I've said this on No Limits, but without spoilers, the narrative stuff that's in Valhalla, I think if you even slightly care about God of War as a franchise and um, where it's been, where it's headed, I think just compulsory, you need to play through Valhalla. Um, it's not meaningless fan references and, you know, um, appealing to fans. It's it, There's stuff like that in there, but the context you get the closing off of narrative arcs building towards the future all of that is really substantial meaty stuff um that you really don't want to miss 
even if you have a passing interest in, in God of War. So that's my honorable mention. Um, I'm, I don't know if anybody's brought it up yet. I'm going to have to go there. Dishonorable mention for me is unfortunately going to be Starfield. Um, I appreciate that there is a lot to like or love in Starfield, but to me, it just didn't click. And for a Bethesda RPG to not click like at all with me is like a death sentence. It's 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 the worst thing that could possibly happen. Um, there are plenty of redeeming things, but ultimately it just, for me, pales in comparison to any other RPG that Bethesda Game Studios has put out in the past two decades. I prefer to play any of those other games than Starfield. Um, it's not as bad as a lot of people try to paint it to be, but I also don't think it was quite the home run that others have said that it is. Mm. Um, I'm interested to see, see like the Shattered Space DLC, see what happens there, but I just don't know if it's going to ever manage to rope me back in, which is heartbreaking. I We will talk about Starfield more later. Okay. I, I will say that. <laughs> um. And, you know, to keep the train running, um, Kyle, you know, my number five just so happens to be Final Fantasy XVI. Um, I, in, in fairness, I agree that many of the specific points that you mentioned aren't necessarily untrue. Um, but as someone who doesn't like turn-based combat in games, has never really given a damn about Final Fantasy as an IP before, after trying multiple games, to be clear. It's not just from afar. I haven't cared. I've tried and failed. Um, I admit that there's a sentiment that Final Fantasy 16 isn't really a Final Fantasy game. My counterpoint, even as somebody who isn't invested in the franchise, is that Final Fantasy, particularly over the past decade, seemingly has been reinventing itself with each and every game. So I think that a blanket statement that Final Fantasy needs to be turn-based or needs to have party systems or stuff, I don't know that that's necessarily true. Of course, we all have our preferences, but for me, Final Fantasy 16 was the perfect blend where it gave me lots of different tastes of things that typically are Final Fantasy um, with... Again, I haven't played every Final Fantasy game, but I think uh, it's not too controversial to say that the highs of Final Fantasy 16 are the highest the series has ever gone to. Um, and I would say that the highs of Final Fantasy 16 are practically unparalleled to many other, if not all, AAA games I've played in recent memory. Um, I did find the combat entertaining. I know it's... It is repetitive at its core, but I think that there is nuance and experimentation available within it. I love the story. I love the characters. Um, it just it clicked with me. Um, I, I platinumed it, which meant I had to do a full New Game Plus run. Um, I haven't dived into the DLC yet, but as somebody who has always loved the concept of being in love with Final Fantasy, for Final Fantasy 16 to get me after finishing 16 to go try 7 remake give it a real proper go um and enjoy it i think that that is pretty invaluable to me so that's why it's getting the nod 
So, I mean, that all, all totally fine. And I think what you, I think what they did was, and I think they have been pretty open about it, um, where, you know, the director or whatever was like, I don't like the term JRPG and all this. Yeah. Um, and I think that is part of why I don't like it because That's it fine. lost a lot of the Japanese flavor that yeah. Final Fantasy had um in the older games and it definitely felt more like a western rpg something For like sure. something like the witcher or something which yeah. i'm not super into um and so that's to me to me that stuff the like the flavor of the of jet of japan and how they make games and everything um is what made final fantasy final fantasy and to me this they just stuck the name Final Fantasy on a Western sure. RPG um, and used that to sell it. Not that there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just not what I want. That's valid. Perfectly valid. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you want, you got this, more this, to. You'll hear about oh, being No, you won't. You can talk about it now because talk about it now. All right. Final Fantasy 16, voice crack. Final Fantasy 16 is my number two game. Ah, all right. Uh, basically all, all the reasons Sam said and perhaps the most grand boss fight I've seen in a video game, Bahamut. Those who know, you know. You really think the Bahamut fight is like the, the that's not the one I think of when I think of like the is grandness. I think is of Titan. Titan. I mean, they're both, it was pretty close for me, but I mean, just going to the stratosphere, pun intended, was insane um, for me. <laughs> But I love all the characters. I love the combat and just how much of a spectacle it was. I'm a sucker for it. Like, mm-hmm. so I just really enjoyed it and hit all the right notes for me. And I'm interested in the DLC when it um, comes out this year. I don't know if I'm going to go back for the DLC. I know they dropped that first small so, DLC. Yeah, there's one. There's one expansion that's I think going to be much smaller in scope than the other. Mm-hmm. I'm looking out for the one that's bigger in scope let me see yeah someone in the spring but uh one thing i wanted to talk about final fantasy 16 before we get off of it is the soundtrack i think Mm. the soundtrack is phenomenal that that ost especially during boss fights is actually worthy of all the like praise and like that might be the best thing about this game um, not to say that like there there are other good things as I've already talked about, and then there are things I don't like, but that soundtrack deserves all the the praise, and I think it won best soundtrack at the the game awards, so yeah. it seems to be getting it. The Rising Tide is the name of the DLC you're, you're thinking of that comes in the spring. Echoes of the Fallen is one that's out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not sure I'm going to go back for that, but all right. So why don't we jump into my honorable mentions? Um, I don't have any dishonorable mentions, uh, but I do have a few I want to highlight. So um, let's start in the indie front with uh, Coco Cucumbers Ravenlock. So this is a game that came out uh, this year um, back in May. I think it came out right around Redfall, uh, which was perfect because Redfall turned out. Oh, you know what? Actually, dishonorable mention Redfall. (laughs) Screw you. uh garbage game uh, i know it's gotten better and there are some people uh, like luke and and them over in the xcp discord who actually do enjoy redfall but for me 
we played a few hours of it and that's more than I will ever need to touch Redfall. I, it was so I, painful. There's nothing there for me. So, but Ravenlock came out around the same time. Um, this is an Alice in Wonderland inspired game where a girl goes into another world and she's cast as the savior. It does have simplistic combat. A lot of it is mash as a button and then roll. Uh, I love the voxel art style it's got going mm -hmm. on here though, but I don't know. It's it's only like three to four hours long. I got it was a pretty easy and enjoyable hundred percent for me. So uh, it has a fun like story about this girl. Her parents are they're moving into a house, and she kind of succumbed to terms with all that. So it, it was just an enjoyable, fun experience. Nothing nothing crazy, but it did stick with me. Um, next one I'm gonna give honorable mention to is Diablo Four, which I will say I think Diablo Four at launch was amazing uh, kyle and i well kyle especially was addicted to it but i was also very addicted in, but for diablo 4 when it came out i couldn't stop playing it loved the barbarian i really liked the story of diablo 4 to be honest mm -hmm. with like normally diablo i don't go there for the story but the cinematics and everything that they had going on here i think was phenomenal if the game had just stopped there though be like all right because end game is pretty poor at launch it was anyway i should say and then the first few patches were like you're having fun with these builds too bad we're gonna nerf everything and ruin your experience um season one not great i hear season two and everything since then has really kind of course corrected so it is something like eventually i have to i want to jump back in and try some diablo 4 again but honorable mention to diablo 4 i agree with everything you said uh and then this next one might be a little controversial but atlas fallen I want to give an honorable mention to because Kyle and I played this whole thing co-op. And while the story is C tier sci-fi at best, I think the gameplay is actually a lot of fun. Like we had a good time in combat encounters, like surfing around the sand, exploring the open world. I think it's, it's very aerial based combat. So if that's not your thing and, for all the RPGs I played this year, this one might have like one of the best build type mechanic like your builds actually matter those those things you put into your characters i think atlas fallen uh deserved a little better than it got but deck 13 is reworking a lot of the game they're changing the whole intro they're changing a lot of the mechanics going forward so clearly wasn't received very well yeah. all right guys my number five though and no one's mentioned it obviously because uh, i would have talked about it and no one will probably mention it but my number five, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> y'all, y'all look at y'all, y'all giving me side eyes, laughing. Taylor, my my fellow platform fighting brethren. Really? I should come back to play, Kev? This is the best platform fighter outside of Smash Bros. I'm gonna say this right now. Nickelodeon All-Star 2 Brawl 2 is dope. All right. I understand the first one. People didn't like it. It was very, it was kind of fast, kind of janky. This has a higher budget. It looks so much better. All the character models are better. They reworked all the animations. All the move sets are completely different. It has a roguelite story mode that I actually enjoyed because like it's it's kind of like it's like arcade but you get power-ups along the way that like i'll be shooting rockets out of me every 10 seconds you get to fight like the flying dutchman or shredder and it's it's very nostalgic i will admit but then like you keep doing runs you keep upgrading your characters it was the most fun i've had with a roguelite but like 
the gameplay is slower than the first one, but it is a lot more technically sound. And they've added some mechanics that even things like Smash Brothers doesn't have, like the slime meter to power up your moves. Or you can use the slime meter to stop yourself from dying. Like if you're getting jet propelled off the stage, you can hit activate your slime and freeze your movement. It's kind of like that Guilty Gear um, explode. I forget what it's called in the Guilty Gear, but it's kind of like that Guilty Gear mechanic that they've brought into a platform fighter. It's like the green, like green slime from like the Nick, yes. Nickelodeon Awards. Yes, it is. Slime, that slime. That's yes, it is. Listen, I know everyone's going to clown it because this is Nickelodeon, but Game Mill, a, a developer that has put out some of the worst games this year, actually had a good game here. Uh, and I loved Nickelodeon. I got the 100% on Xbox. If they give it away for free on PlayStation, I'll get the platinum over there just like I did with the first one. But I loved this game, guys. Oh. Yeah, for those who don't know, the Smash community or the Smash community right now around Smash Ultimate is, uh, how do I say it? Kind Not great. Yeah, it's kind of dead right now, and we're itching for, really itching for a new game. Hopefully, ushered in with the Switch too. So, any form of novelty we can get in the meantime is greatly appreciated well the problem with this one is i think the first game really put a lot of people off so i don't think this one's like selling well it was on sale for like 20 bucks i think it's still on sale for like 30 Mm -hmm. um most places you can grab it it i I do think the first game really burned a lot of people and they're not really giving this one a chance even though again it's a sound platform fighter all right thanks if it's like really cheap one day maybe i'll snag it Well, that's one round done, guys. Uh, great, great choices, great choices. Um, Kyle, why don't we go back to your PowerPoint presentation so you can show us what's up? All right. Um, so when I made this, I, you know, I gave it a year. I assumed we were doing spoilers, so I have spoilers in mind. Um, All right, we'll give so, we'll give a a warrant. Do you have it on this slide? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, spoilers for. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Number four. I'm a bit of a scientist myself. Um, So what's better than one Spider-Man? Two. Or three. You know. uh, I still... This scene from the first trailer never happens in the game. Just never happens. Um, They never see Venom coming out of an alley. That's That's not a thing. I don't know why that was in the promo, which is not real. But, man... I mean, everything about this game is freaking awesome. But when you get to play as Venom and you're straight up murdering people and you bite Craven's freaking head off and you kill him and you're breaking spines. Oh, it was so cool. I'm so glad that we may or may not be getting more of that, you know? Um, but yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. The ending's great. Sam and I did a whole spoiler cast on it. Um, where the game is just fan freaking tastic, the gliding works really well. It uh, it still it didn't replace like web swinging, but it was super fun and made movement so much faster too. Um, the new abilities and the way you use them is better. There's like you yeah like cooldown, the 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 rope like the zip line thing that you can use for stealth is just so much better i think i stealthed way more in this game than i did in the entire like part of spider-man one got the platinum in 26 hours the weekend it came out so yeah this game is fantastic now just Uh, give me 
Uh, spider Gwen, go Spider. All right. Well, before I open it up to everyone else to talk about if Spider-Man 2 is on your list, I got to give a warm welcome. Jam Pack Sam has entered. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. What's up? Uh, we're just going through our, our game of game of the year list here. So the way it's going to work, Sam, we'll go to we'll probably go to you after Kyle, uh, and then you can give your honorable mentions, dishonorable mentions, and then probably five and four just to catch up with everyone else. Uh, if that if that works for you, um, sounds good. But if uh, someone else names a game that's on your list, you can feel free to jump in and be like, oh, I have this at this number. All right. Okay, got it. I think. I'm just going to play along and we'll see what happens. You'll get it. You're a smart <laughs> guy. Uh, okay. Spider-Man 2. Who else has this on their list? Because I bet it's a few people. Yeah, that's what I like to see. Well, to my honorable mentions, Dish, I, I didn't bring it up because I know it was going to be on somebody's main list. Mm. But I'm just, I, I, beautiful game, all in all. Um I love your comment that you want Silk. I really hope you're impressed with how it ended. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's who we're getting next. I know. It's why, it's why I included this little like comic thing over here. And uh, the um, Spider-Man 2 Venom from like the old, old Spider-Man 2 game. Mm. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's how he looks like in this game. Insomniac used all their budget. Uh, Bree, Sam um yeah what what can i say uh spider-man 2 was number two on my list um insomniac have been one of my favorite developers for well over a decade now um i've loved practically every game they've put out um spider-man 2 we talked about this kyle a lot in the spoiler cast but it just both Spider-Man 2 and God of War Ragnarok and even like Horizon Forbidden West are all iterative sequels that build off of their, their predecessors rather than really properly, properly innovating. But Spider-Man 2, even though it might not appear on the surface, is so, so far ahead of where Spider-Man 2018 was. Even Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, it's absurd, really. I think that really even though it might not be as visually impressive as a god of war ragnarok or a horizon forbidden west i think if you want a game that showcases what the playstation 5 can do it's this game um it i loved the story even though it was relatively by the numbers overall i still think it was executed incredibly well i love all the little side missions i thought they were so much better than the first few games um i love what they set up for the future um stuff we may or may not know about um yeah i i adored it it's probably the most fun i had playing a game this year also the best fast travel system Amen. ever Amen. so quick zero loading times yeah um anybody else got any thoughts on this Brie Taylor. I was waiting for Brie, but she's... This is number three on my list. Sorry, I muted myself for a half second there. Um, This is number three on my list. Um, I had a unique experience of playing all three games back-to-back. -back. I played 2018 into Miles Morales um, into two. Um, I really enjoyed this game. I think it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the story. Um, there's a lot of stuff that uh, there's a lot of really small side pieces that also pay off from the first game as well. 
um, that I think are really beautiful little story pieces. Um, I think that um, this game had a fantastic soundtrack. I think it had fantastic art. Um, I loved the voice acting. I love the characters. Um, yeah, I don't have, unfortunately, a ton to say about the game, but I do love it. All right. Uh, Taylor, was this on your list? Yeah, it's my game of the year, Kevin. <laughs> oh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, yeah. Also, even though Kyle has some pretty extensive spoilers on the screen right now, uh, I'm not going to say it, but... I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say right now. Oh, okay. The words. Okay, audio listeners won't won't even know. All right. All right. Uh, maybe they they were audible. Anyway, the opening to Spider-Man Two. Oh man. Oh man. One of my favorite villains. Yep. I'm right there with Spider-Man. you. Spider-Man. The only good part of Spider-Man Three. I'll just leave it there. All right. Oof. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Spider-Man Three, the Sam Raimi movie. To be clear. Well, other than. We love, you know, funny, bad, bully Maguire, but the only like materially good part of that film was okay. the villain that's at the opening of Spider-Man 2. Anyway, other than that, fantastic story. It's, let me just say, um, I agree with what everyone else said before, but also what they did with Mary Jane in this game was so much better than Spider-Man 2018. Um, Mary Jane felt like a... Playing as Mary Jane, Jane felt like a rite of passage to advance the story in Spider-Man 2018. But in Spider-Man 2, I was enjoying the segments with Mary Jane. There's even a, a stealth. There's a stealth section in the game that involves her that is one of the most clever and unexpectedly scary parts of a game I've participated in. And better than in. Dead Space Remake and Callisto Protocol. Okay, Brie, let's yeah. just let's just hold that up right now. I'm uh, offended for one. Symbiote's <laughs> powers are great. I love being Bully Maguire with my Spider-Man 3 Sam Raimi suit. Um, it is just, yeah, what everyone else said. And it, it, okay, I guess one other thing people didn't say before is the visual fidelity, especially of Venom, I was shocked by. And his thighs. Especially mm -hmm. on PS5 hardware. I know it's powerful, but I didn't think you could get that kind of detail on the, gra on the graphical power that's inside of the PS5. But Insomniac did it. And it's insane. They're also they also do things in Spider-Man 2 that don't follow the comics. And I feel like for the first time in the history of superhero video games, well, I guess not maybe not the first time because of the Arkham series, but Insomniac are are clearly going not by the book, by the comic book in terms of what their story events are and how it's coming together and who Venom is and some other things. Um, but it's awesome. Like, I think the kind of love people have for what Simonac doing is for Spider-Man is the same kind of love they would have if this was put on a comic strip on release in, in Marvel's comic book database and for stores. So props to Insomniac for forming this amazing universe as well, just from a narrative fantasy perspective, um, let alone the gameplay. She yeah, shout out to the gliding and um, all the traversal. Also, Miles is really important. Um, Miles has lessons to teach Peter. I'll just leave it at that. Even though Miles is, you know, ten years. Somebody was an junior. emo kid this game, and it wasn't even though the Miles, younger one. Even though Miles has arguably one of the worst end suits ever. I like uh, I like the suit. Sorry, Kyle. That's my hot take Awful. of the day. It's horrible. <laughs> All right. All right. Also, All shout right. out to the trophy that lets you round the bases. 
That was fun. Mm, okay. uh-huh. That's a good one. That's what I got the platinum uh, with. I saved it. <laughs> so, yeah, number four from Sony's best studio. Yep. It is Sony's best studio. It is Amen. Sony's best studio. That's Amen. Easily. Amen. Give me a rash and clink. Um, all right. Let's get the there person. Two quick things I wanted to drop. Oh, okay. Um, absolutely excited and so overjoyed at the little um, voiceover drop that they did hinting at the next symbiote that's going to be coming. Yeah. And uh, a little frame by frame drop for anybody since I haven't been able to speak about it on on footage yet. Um, but there was something that came out about Sam Raimi specifically for Spider-Man 3, which I did throw up an infographic. Venom was not supposed to be the secondary villain in Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. It was right, didn't the studios culture. make him do it? The yeah. studios did specifically state, we don't yeah. want this, we want Venom. Topher Grace, man. to be Ben Kingsley as the Vulture, and they already had him lined up for it. Wow. That's why the whole story for Venom was not fleshed out at all. That would have been such a, that would have been so much better. A-list oh, actor. And he also looks like the Vulture. He has that kind of bony Vulture hero look. I mean, yep. Vulture villain look, but that would, that would have been great. That's, <sighs> it. That's my side piece. Awesome. A lot of people loving Spider-Man too. Uh, not not surprising. But Jam Pack Sam, while I get you in here, get your uh, honorable mentions, dishonorable mentions, your first two picks, if you will. Okay, so you, honorable mentions and the first two picks is what we're going for, right? Yeah, yeah. And if there's any you want to really just dishonorable mention, like I said, Redfall, a dishonorable yeah. mention, but you don't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, the dishonorable mentions, I don't have anything written down, but immediately you think about the Kong game, you think about the Gollum game, like those kind of things are pretty easy wins of yeah. like shovelware that made the industry worse overall. That, whether that actually brings me to my game of the year. Lord of <laughs> <laughs> hey, find the fun, do whatever you want to. But, um, but yeah, I mean like those games, it's unfortunate to see. And as somebody who like, you know, we all create content, we see what people say about these things. It drives conversation. It's an unfortunate echo chamber of like, Oh, this game's so bad. And then millions of people hear about it. Um, the games like that, but uh, going through the honorable mentions again, I don't know what's been said and what's not, so I apologize in advance. Um, Diablo 4, I threw in as an honorable mention just because it has a lot of issues, had a lot of issues, but still a great game whenever it launched. And I had a good time with the uh, with the mm-hmm. vanilla experience, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I had not really been into Diablo much. I played Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls the summer before, so in 2022, and then whenever 4 dropped. Uh, yeah, we just really enjoyed it. I played some with my fiance, played some online, but it was a really good time. And then one that I was going to put in my full list, but I didn't know how we were categorizing things kind of went against my personal philosophies. Dead space. I put in here as well. Um, just because like it's a remake, it's really similar to the original game, but it's still really good. And like, it's a really good representation of that. I see head shakes. What's going on? What are these head shakes? So he doesn't. (laughs) Bree doesn't like Dead Space. Dead Space is great. You're right. Cool. I said that was my dishonorable mention because it disappointed me. Dang. Yeah. So what, what was the disappointment from? I'm sorry I already missed this conversation, by the way. No, that's okay. Um, no, I just most mostly I just I think I wanted it to be scarier, and I also didn't really enjoy the gameplay loop um mm. in terms of like mechanics and combat. Um yeah. so I think I wanted it to be something that it wasn't. So I, I recognize that it's not a bad game, but 
I also didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So. Had you played the original before playing Dead Space? Okay. No. Yeah. I mean, going into it, I played Dead Space about two years ago on the Xbox Series X with the um, with the FPS mm -hmm. boost and stuff. So it was very fresh for me. So going into it, like it's a clearly one to one recreation. So it's definitely not as scary as I'm sure a lot of modern horror games are. But um, if you go in expecting Dead Space, you're going to get Dead Space. It's a really pretty game. Um, and I'm excited to see if they remake Dead Space 2. I can't imagine they're not going to remake Dead Space 2. Uh, so we'll see what comes of that. Uh, my third honorable mention is Assassin's Creed Mirage. I want to throw that mm -hmm. one in there. Um, I'm a longtime Assassin's Creed fan. Got one of the Assassin's Creed uh, 3 statues on the shelf over here. But uh, Mirage gets back to the roots in a way that I think could have been done better the story didn't really grab me as much as I had hoped that it would. Um, it was fine. Bassem's fine. It's cool that they tie him into Assassin's Creed Valhalla and make this game relevant for the modern Assassin's Creed audience. But it just didn't really do a whole lot for me. So going through the motions of an Assassin's Creed game and assassinating all the people that you're assigned to assassinate, it was a fun gameplay experience. Uh, and it was cool to see the old school parkour come back, things like that. So Assassin's Creed Mirage made it onto my honorable mentions list. And then finally, best ongoing game, Halo Infinite. You guys know me. I got to throw it in there. It's going to be <laughs> talked about in every game of the year conversation until the end of time. Halo Infinite dominates any day of the week. So uh, I will not be accepting questions. And those are my honorable mentions. <laughs> Okay. I, re I really just wanted to say about Dead Space, it ain't no Callisto Protocol, am I right? Mm. No, because Callisto Protocol is garbage. Dang, Literal dang. garbage. Sam likes Callisto Protocol I with do. me, so. More yeah, than Callisto? Dead Space Remake? I don't know about that. But. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's okay. That's what yeah. Kevin was trying to argue. Yeah, no, I, I do not think that uh, Callisto Protocol is better than Dead Space Remake, but... Wait. Can I predict? I think I might know to predict Jam Pack Sam's number five or number four. I think I might Ooh. know what one of them are. What's this number five? Go for it. You get one shot, four. one opportunity. No, you get number five, one shot, one opportunity. Immortals of Avium. It is not. That did not make my no. list. All no. right. And what's your number five then? My number five, Starfield. Coming All in at right. number five. Oh. Right. Yeah, I'm going to throw Starfield in there, and I'm going to say Starfield not because it necessarily deserves to be in Game of the Year conversations for everybody across the board. Like, I think it's totally justified that it's not part of the Game Awards show discussion and things like that. But if you went in with the right set of expectations, Starfield met them and in a lot of ways exceeded them. It was a really good Bethesda game in terms of the way that it performed. It didn't have a lot of bugs. It didn't have the Bethesda jank to the level that a lot of Bethesda games typically do. Now, if you went in wanting it to be like the thing that's going to be the saving grace for Xbox, change the console, you know, course and everything like that, wasn't going to be that. Um, but I really enjoyed my time with it. I actually went back to it last night. I'm kind of in a weird lull in between playing games like Lies of P and Bowl Long and trying to find my next thing. So I revisited Starfield and there's still a lot of fun to be had there. Lots of exploration. And um, it's the first game that, probably outside of like the simulator stuff gives an accurate fantasy representation of what I would imagine actual space exploration to be like, like it's not jam packed full of stuff, Funny. but you can discover cool things <laughs> along the way. So I enjoyed uh, Starfield enough to make it my number five. Sam, I'm so glad you're here because coming in at number three on my list, Starfield. There you go. Um, I love Starfield. I, I understand Sam, 
uh, the other Sam put it in his dishonorable mentions. But for me, I went into Starfield really worried that I wouldn't connect with it. Like, I don't like Fallout, but I like Elder Scrolls. So it's mm -hmm. like Bethesda isn't a guaranteed home run for me. Um, and what I found with Starfield is a game that I was very enamored by for my 40 hours. Like, I, I think Starfield has a good main story. And then the faction quests, I found a lot of enjoyment with uh, varying ranges. Like, I think for me... The, the UNC Vanguard is the, the best of the story, while um, something like Ryujin Industries didn't really sit with me well. Like the, the emphasis on, on stealth in a game that doesn't prioritize stealth it was a little disconnect. But what I wanted out of Starfield was the ability to role play. And more so than any other game this year, I think Starfield allowed me to do that, where I went into it saying, I'm going to be a space cop that only uses melee weapons. And that's what I did for my entire 40 hours. Like, I chose all the options of, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on the law, and, like, I'll arrest people and, like, do all that. Like, that is what I wanted to do. And then I just was constantly, like, could I get through this encounter quicker if I was using a gun? For sure. But I'm a jetpack up and slice you with my katana that I traveled to different planets trying to find uh, one specific enemy group for. So for me, I like Starfield a lot. I think it has really good choice and consequence. I do understand the criticisms. I think there is way too much fast traveling in the game. Um, the fact that you just click your quest log, fast travel over and over again. Um, and that becomes very apparent during the Ryujin Industries faction quest. Um, I think the other criticism for me is like, there's stuff that I just don't enjoy doing, like the the base building, not for me. That, that stuff is never gonna click, but for what it does, I think it does damn well. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, um... The cool thing about Starfield is that, and they talked about this, and I think that's kind of what everybody said, you know, for, for a very long time. It's the game where you can do whatever you want in it. Like, if you want to be a Katana Cowboy, you can totally be, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do that. If you just want to spend 40 hours building bases, go for it. Have a good time. You know, customize your ship, deck it out, do whatever you want. But for me, it's kind of the same thing. And I think that the beauty of Starfield, I found last night, whenever you dive back in, you can just start going and doing missions and like just go on mm -hmm. little adventures. And for me, it might be a game that I bake back in where if I have two hours to kill, wander around Starfield for a while, see what you find. You never know what you're going to run across. So uh, that made my number five. Uh, but going into number four is one that I wrapped up actually over the new year. And I played it at the end mm -hmm. of 2023. Uh, that is Lies of P. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. Lies of P. And so this is, uh, it was a weird year for me because with Wolong, I started playing Souls-like games, and then I got into Lies of P later on in the year. And it's a very different game, and I think that Lies of P deserves to be on the list because it's the first game that's tried to emulate what From Software does in a way that makes it feel like it could have been a From Software game if they had just had that name on it. Like, it feels very similar to the way that those games play. And as somebody who didn't really vibe with Elden Ring that much, and I kind of had had trouble getting into these games for the longest time, Liza P, like the way the story is told, the way the gameplay feels, the variety of different ways you can approach things with the builds and the uh, weapon combos without it being too overwhelming. Uh, I think it was done really, really well. And so I enjoyed my time with it. I think I put in probably 25, 30 hours or so, but uh, rolled credits on it. Really good time. And one of the uh, things that didn't get enough spotlight, I think, even though it did get a lot of it in 2023. Awesome. Does anyone so else have Liza P? 
that's me. All right, Bree. Um, Liza P is my number four as well. Very good. Um, for very similar reasons, I think that um, it's an incredible game. Um, I do think it's as close that you'll get to a FromSoft game without actually being a FromSoft game. Um, I really loved the vibe of the game. Like all, like the entire aesthetic of the game is really great. Um, the whole like if you were to pull apart the pieces of the game and say like, oh, you're like kind of playing like a Pinocchio kind of game. None of it really makes sense. But the fact that it all works is so cool. Um, they have a lot of really cool side characters and those like side missions and stuff that where you talk to these random NPCs that are really cool. Um, yeah, I think that overall this game is really incredible and visually very stunning. Yeah, definitely. The visuals are incredible in it. I think that's something that I didn't say enough about. It's a very, very good looking game. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you fight Walt Disney at the end. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Insane. Yeah. All right. Well, I only have two left. So can I get a quick how many more on everybody's lists? I want to know where to go. You got two. You have two. You have three. You have three. Brandon, we're going to you because you got four. Uh, so I've been hemming and hawing between what I'm going to put in four and three. Um, so I, I did have to change it up because I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for moving things a different way. Uh, but for my number four, I am going to talk about a game I played that came out in 2023. And it was also one I did a review for. Oh. So my number four is Monochrome Mobius. A tale of rights and wrongs. Yeah, Everyone knows is. what it is. <laughs> I do. Because <laughs> you watched my video. Um, I did. I, I really liked it. It was a, it, it brought in some aspects of the traditional JRPG that I really enjoyed and then added in some small bits to just refresh in it. Um, the whole concept of the action, the action wheel, instead of just doing like, oh, based on your speed, this is how you're going to do it for the whole fight. You get into a boss fight or a major fight later on or an end game style fight. And if you stun the enemy, hit them, you move into an inner wheel, forcing yourself to have a much higher priority so you can do a lot more damage. And then not have to wait as fast for the enemies to get back to you. Um, outside of combat, there's the the full kill mechanic. Um, so some of other RPGs that allow you to attack enemies to gain priority. If your level is high enough, you will automatically end the fight, gain your experience, um, items, and gold um, by just running through the map. I became incredibly overpowered very fast by doing that. But the soundtrack was extremely well done. The voice acting, it's a visual novel-based game with RPG elements, but the voice acting is top-notch for what they did. And I just, I loved that game from start to finish. And Kevin could say, I was here supposed to be working, um, (laughs) taking phone calls while I was just running that game left and right. I think I got the plat in less than a week. Yeah, it's he misunderstood the embargo date and like just killed himself to finish in like five days or something. I'm like, bro, you have like another week and a half. But I loved it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad you liked it. If you had killed yourself to play a game you didn't like, I think that would have been more concerned. But um, 
your review has resonated with people. I know just looking at the the analytics, uh, other people have have commented on it and really enjoyed it. So I, it's not for me, but I'm glad I like was <laughs> we were able to give you your first review and it was one that really resonated with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, where are we going now? Who's got three? You I and Sam. Okay, Kyle. Let's go. Let's go back to your PowerPoint. All righty. Number three. Honkai Star Rail. Okay. No. Oh, no well, that's an mention. Parhelion Blaze in the Deep Blue. It's not your words. The what? Parhelion. Johan the Parhelion Blaze in the Deep. Johan A. Johan, this is a long title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Kyle, tell us all about it. Man, it's a Metroidvania made by Indie Creates. Indie Creates is just fantastic at everything they make. Um, really great. It's a lot of fun. The, all the abilities are unique and interesting. Um, it's not super long. Uh, I think I 100%ed it in like seven hours. Um, and yeah, it's just it's the soundtrack, the visuals. Everything is so great. Um, and you know, as I, as I wrote in the description on the screen, started as an April Fool's joke and has really just gotten out of control, uh, had a manga, then got an anime. And now this is kind of, this takes place after the anime. Um, but, oh, it's so good. It was so much fun. I, I could not stop playing it. I bought the collector's edition, uh, got it sent from Japan since there was no physical release in the West. Um, but I have it for switch and it's just, it's fantastic. I had, they gave me the CD soundtrack, uh, but I don't have a CD player, but it's cool, still cool to own. Cool. Very cool. A love live spinoff. I don't know what that is, but I'm glad you like I- it. Well, if you ever want to know what Love Live is, you can click that little link right there. It'll bring Don't you get him started. Great, it'll bring you to a great song. Um, oh, really God. just sums up everything. You know, I thought I thought you were going to say if you wanted to know what Love Live is, come check out Anime Cast. Just you could plug. do that as well. That could have been a very easy plug for you. Yeah, yeah. Bree doesn't let me talk about Love Live. I do let you talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's just sometimes you talk about Love Live a lot. All right. Well, well I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Indie Creates <laughs> made the uh, the Mega Man Zero games, right? Yes. Yeah. Dope. Not gonna play this, but cool. You you put a word in there that makes me want to play this game. Hmm. Metroidvania. Yep. Yeah, it is a Metroidvania. It's Which not. It's not like a super hard Metroidvania. Like if you've played Metroidvanias. Uh, you'll you can like piece together and know where to backtrack to or like where you're supposed to go very easily. But that wasn't like a turn off for me. I was like, oh, I was like that. That's fine. I'm I'm here to just have fun. All right. Uh, I assume no one else has that on their list. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that would be the biggest. No, that's the that's the uh, the WWE music hitting and. Smashing yeah. the glass, yeah. yeah. All right, and we're we're going back to you actually for your number three. Number three, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh. I put on at number three. Um, this is a game that I think got a bad rap when it came out because of the poor optimization that it had on consoles. I think 
I can't remember if PC had issues as well, but I know that um, people were dissatisfied with the way the game ran, basically. And I bought it on launch. I bought it digitally and I played it. And I'm one of those people that I don't really care how the game is running 30 or 60 FPS. I just play the game fidelity or otherwise don't really care. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think that it's a really beautiful looking game. Like some of the environments are incredible. I think that the story that it tells isn't necessarily breaking new ground, but when it comes to like a good Star Wars story, it totally checks the boxes that it needs to check. And I think it, it it's just great to see Cal come back into the spotlight. Um, you know, going into 2024 with Star Wars uh, Outlaws, it's going to be hard to hit that same level of seeing like a Cal Kestis come around because he's such a good character. And I'm excited to see where Ubisoft takes the Star Wars universe and does their own thing with it with a different team. But when it comes to EA Star Wars, I would say Star Wars Jedi Survivor is probably the best that EA has done with it outside of like Battlefront and things like that. But um, because it's hard to compare an FPS with what um, Jedi Survivor is. But uh, if you haven't played Jedi Survivor, definitely recommend going back. They patched it, made it run better, things like that. But the gameplay is solid. It's just a fun game to play. It's actually on my list to go back to and, and really kind of dig into the completionist side of it in 2024 as we get some more time uh, towards the spring and things like that. But very, uh, very happy with that one. So that landed at my number three anyone else have star wars jedi survivor on their list oh. no but is this oh. the one where that guy came out on stage at like e3 or whatever and was doing the live lightsaber show uh, i, I believe he did come out yeah the actor did come out guy? and do some lights yeah it's that guy yeah yeah that's yeah. all i really know about the game to be honest yeah if yeah. you enjoy that it's that but digitally in a video game and you'll probably <laughs> really enjoy it <laughs> oh i've heard it's hard though it can be. Yeah, there are some challenges there. Um, I, I, I keep throwing around the word souls like, but like it's got some of that in there. Um, I don't think it's as hardcore as like Eliza P or an Elden Ring or anything like that. But if you enjoy that kind of like lock on strafe block parry, that kind of thing, you'll you'll enjoy it. Sam's really gone into the souls like genre this year, guys. See, I throw these words around and I'm like, somebody that knows more than me is just going to just <clears throat> drop the elbow on me at one point online. I just know it's coming. <laughs> Kevin loves parry mechanics. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Bloodborne parry is awesome. No, mm -hmm. it's not. It's Bloodborne. No. Yeah. No. Nope. Bloodborne parry was awesome. I nope. really enjoyed that one compared to uh, Elite Ethereum. It was some other indie game that came out this year that was in the same vein that I just I hated the parry on. The loading screen for Bloodborne was awesome. I saw it a lot because I kept dying. Um, <laughs> You know what I'm gonna say to you, Kevin? Get good. Get good. Mm -hmm. Make the game run better. I don't know. I hear uh, regularly as I've been trying to finish the final boss in the Wolong DLC. Uh, my fiance, every time I die, and I get mad when I die. Like it's just like I I rage a little bit, and she's like, "Hmm, sounds like a skill issue." So that's been what's Yo. going on in our household. So that's great. So, your, yeah. your fiance is savage. Oh, it's yeah, but but then I, I return the favor whenever she's fighting the final boss in Lies of P, and we just go back and forth. So it's a All good, right. yeah, it's great. It would have been more funny if you said, I say the same thing when she's fighting the final boss in like Lego Star Wars. <laughs> oh my oh, She's way better than me at any of these games. So I don't even, I'm not poking the bear. She could totally stop me. In the day <laughs> He's like, I know my place. <laughs> Brandon, I think you have your number three left to do. And then everyone will be on two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. All right. So this is why I thought I was going to get flack if I put this at number four. Um, because it puts the Vania in Metroidvania. It is 
Castlevania Symphony of the Night. You just the, played that the like original year? one? The original yeah, one? I just played it. I know. Like for the first time? Like, yes, for the first time. Oh, my okay. goodness. Okay. So, look, yeah. listen, I've been on the Metroid side a lot more. Okay. So, finally seeing this on sale on PlayStation Network, uh, grabbing it and then just beating the absolute piss out of it was just yeah. all for me. Um, I saw the sale. It was like literally $4. For yeah. for Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood um, bundle. Yeah, I I can't go through Rondo of Blood, so I'm not going to platinum this as much as I want to. Um, just Symphony of the Night was just such a beautiful game, and I can't really say too much more about it. I don't really I, know if you need to say much more about it. It's like one of the best up, Metroidvanias of all time. <laughs> that's like a that's like a game that was like a game of the year contender when I came out. It's like fantastic. Uh, guys, you heard about this new game, Super Mario Bros. 3? <laughs> that's, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Are it's dope. You yeah, it's continue, a good game. Are you gonna continue playing other cast like Castlevania ones? Oh yeah. Or I've already I've, had other Castlevanias. Okay. okay. Oh, you just, I, I, I played <laughs> Castlevanias before. This was the. He just didn't play the the best one. <laughs> he just skipped this one. one. Yeah. Have, have okay. you played the GBA ones? It's the same game director, I believe. Yes. Um, Portrait yeah. of Ruin was a huge favorite of mine. Oh, we need a new Castlevania. I was going to say. Doesn't care. Have, have you played the uh, the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC? Is that already on the list? I, I have not because I just didn't want to pay for it. Let's uh, Understandable. Kyle didn't like Bloodstained. Wow. No, I liked Bloodstained. Blood it was that so was hard. I couldn't do it. I'm wow. just okay. Which one? Which one? I the Night or Curse of the Moon? Uh, the first one. Like, the I... one Curse of the Moon? There's also yeah. Curse of the Moon too. but anyway. Yeah, th those are more traditional Castlevania where Bloodstained yeah. was the uh, Metroidvania. Yep. All right. Well, everyone's on two now. Some very interesting picks so far, guys. But uh, Kyle, let's go back to your PowerPoint presentation, oh and then we'll go around the horn. All right. Uh, number two. Oh, my God. Um, Thighs. What? <laughs> Atelier Rise of Three, Alchemist of the End, and the Secret Key. As you can see, I put a nice infographic of all the character development that happens through the three games. Um. <laughs> with percentages and everything to really show how how much character growth there is you know i think it was really important to to sam i i see you holding your head in your hand no it's completely unrelated completely unrelated yeah, yeah, yeah. not 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 disapproving at all of uh when you say character growth you honestly mean the growth of a certain part of a character um Man, I'm so sad that this series, <laughs> this trilogy's ending, or it ended. Um, but you can, you know, you can play as it's a real JRPG where you can build your party out how you want, play with other characters, swap them in and out, different styles. The key mechanic was super cool with giving different effects. Um, it has the best alchemy and crafting system in any game I've ever played. Uh, and I said probably ever, but that might be hard. Probably I haven't played every game. Uh, but it is really just so unique. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know how the alchemy works, like you you go around and collect materials on the island. 
So like you can collect like uh, rainbow grapes, for instance, and that counts as like a plant uh, synthesis material, but they have like different values and then they all come with different effects and you can stack them all on top of each other. And the key, and as you advance, you have to like level up your alchemy and you can get to like 999 level items with like triple the effect values. And it just, and then you can upgrade even more. Um, it's so good. I spent hours just making crafting materials and doing alchemy because you have to craft like the leather, you have to craft everything. You're really an alchemist. Uh, but yeah, Rise is great. Patty's great. Everyone's great. All the characters are fantastic. Um, I don't, I, I just, I don't know how, I don't know how they can't make another one. I mean, they're already making another one, but it's not going to be the same character. So it's sad. Um, I don't know what else to say about <laughs> this. I'm going to be real I, honest here. I thought the title was Thighs. Um, Atelier mm. No, no. Yeah, I know. Um, I it's got just, it after the concept. Yeah, if you just... Generally, if you look online in discussions about Ryza, I'd say 80% of the comments are just about her thighs. Okay. You know, in, and in their defense, great thighs. No one else has this on their list. Great. I'm 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 glad you actually no, I'm just kidding. Also, once again. Again? <laughs> Twice in a day. Also, I was trying to figure out a way to massage a thighs of Arcadia joke in there, but I decided against it. But I'm just thighs of Arcadia. Throwing that out of that's a free thought for everybody. Thighs of Arcadia. <laughs> okay. Um, make that spin-off game right now. Oh, there you go. Who did I go to? I think Taylor's next. I think I went to Taylor next. Number two, what do you got? Or what is your one? You, you so know what I'm talking about. Numbers four and three are left on my list. Number five was Alan Lake Remastered. Number two was Final Fantasy 16. Number one was Spider-Man 2. All right. Number four Eight. on my list, Baldur's Gate 3. Mm, really? I, I don't know if you guys are aware that I played this game. I played it for no. about 17 hours so far doing strictly co-op first playthrough with uh, friends. But we stopped because one of them ended up having a child uh, a month ago. But it's going to come back. It's going to... Um, resume in the new year, but Baldur's Gate. This is my, also my first CRPG, uh, you know, computer RPG like Divinity Original Sin Two, yeah. older Baldur's Baldur's Gate games, that style of game. Pillars of Eternity is also considered a CRPG. Uh, you guys have seen all the praise the game has been getting. I think for me personally, also this was an opportunity for me to learn D and D for the first time. I never played D and D, so like. On the screen, you will literally get dice rolls for you know certain actions, and there's a virtual die that will roll a random number, um, very very much explicitly telling you so you're really playing D and D. But the amount of different things that can happen, how much your choices affect the game, is probably the most user player impact on narrative events through a game I think I've played. Um, I have not played Mass Effect. Disclaimer. I know a lot of people put that on their list as this guy, uh, as as the kind of game that would that does that right, where your choices really matter. But for me, it was it's awesome, and also my introduction to D and D. It's been a really great uh, way to strengthen uh, friendships as well. So, really cool game so far. Um, maybe it would have been higher on my list if I was farther in the game, but um, yeah, still pretty new to me. I'm a level four, I believe, level four um, wizard. 
So nice. wizards learn spells from scrolls, which is cool. They can learn spells basically by reading, whereas sorcerers, I believe, cannot do that. Um, uh, sorcerers gain spell slots, um, yeah. which allow you to use specific ones per day. I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's funny imagining sorcerers just, I can't read. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can't have... They can't, yeah. There's also like books of the dead you can read for new spells. It's awesome. Like, I got a spell that lets me bring back to like, sorry, bring back to life anyone I've killed. Um, and they have dialogue options. And like, I've tried it on like four different corpses so far. They've all had different dialogue options after their revival. So like, it just, it's an indicator of how much depth they've given to narrative choices and dialogue options that makes it maybe in running for like you know the most replayable game that isn't a road a roguelite uh that, that's out there so they just get mad at you like you killed me yeah some of them were like where am i why am i back but like if they're named npcs it can get more interesting like ones that were rather than like you know random joe Schmo you kill in battle if it's some named npc you had a history with in the story or on a side quest then you bring them back to life i think i think those are the ones that get paid more attention to when it comes to their dialogue choices um also got a spell that makes people start they have to be humanoid that's a requirement but they'll start i think at a certain level of intelligence and above they'll be incapacitated from laughter oh yes go Tasha's hideous laughter yeah just go in and they'll they'll just be laughing and you can just wail and hits on them and like that kind of stuff i've never had an experience that's so serious and dark while also being so light hearted at the same time and much of how the game systems work maybe that's just an artifact of D, but that's how it felt playing Baldur's gate 3 so a very good game. Larian hit it off on this one, as you guys have heard endlessly throughout the year. He gives it three bears out of five. Yeah. Three bears out of five. Took three bears out of five. <laughs> oh. uh, I definitely I want to play Baldur's Gate three, but I feel like it's like it's like if somebody came up to me and was like, Hey, do you want to run across the country? I'm like, uh, that's that's mm, big and scary. Right. I don't know if I'm ready for yeah. that yet. Well, Without any friends. training. It takes a lot of the yeah. pressure off. We all don't know what we're doing. We're just stumbling yeah. around. Yeah. Mm. I, I definitely want to give it a shot. I might wait for like a spring sale or something like that to maybe yeah. pick it up for like 30, 40 right. bucks or something. But um, yeah, I mean, how can you not when the hype is like it is, you know, like yeah. everybody talks about it. Like you said, everybody's heard about it. So that's cool that you're enjoying it. Yeah. I just want to do that, like uh, that bloodthirsty, like evil playthrough. Darker, which I believe do. it's called. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Where you like, like go to sleep and then you wake up, you're covered in blood. Yeah, I think there's like a quote unquote three main playthroughs. I mean, they had a statistic where technically there's like more than near automata levels of different endings. But it's like 18 to 25 different yeah, endings. But there's like, I think there's supposed to be a big quote unquote good ending, or I'll call it ending A, a big ending B, and then Dark Urge. And those are like the three pillars of playthroughs that people usually result in their story. So yeah. Awesome. First, I want to thank you, yeah, Kyle, that you were mentioning. Baldur's Gate 3 getting its first shout out, which is actually pretty surprising. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bree, let's go. One of your two remaining games. So I have two and one left. Um, All right. So number my number two. two spot is going to be Bramble the Mountain King. Mm. Um, I, this game made my like top 25 games that we did as well. This game is incredible, in my opinion. Um, it is a game where you play as a kid whose sister is taken and you have to rescue her and you make your way through this like really creepy messed up um, like 
it, 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 I think it's technically like mythology stuff, but it feels like very like folk tale-y, um, where there's like, you know, a lady that kidnaps babies and, you know, there's a dude that chops up people and, you know, just like normal stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, this game is, um, visually incredible. Um, the music is like, I, I, I love the music so much. Um, the boss fights in this are also incredible. My favorite one was probably like music wise was the last one, which is why I have to shout it out. Um, the payoff of like the music being exactly what you'd expect is like so cool. Um, yeah, I truly love this game. So I don't know anything about this game. Bree loves picking games I don't know about. They're, they're Bree games. Um, yep. It's on Game Pass, I think, though, if anybody wants to play it. If it is, you should definitely play it. I'll say, I think it's on Game Pass. I remember hearing I think about it. Is, it. Yeah. yeah. Is this that one that, like, it has a weird, like, Uncanny Valley realism to it in a weird way? Uh, no. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. It is on Game Pass. Looked it up. I probably I described it. it in a weird way, but it, yeah, this is, yeah, I'm interested in this one. Cool. All right. I, I, this might bump it up to like higher on my list of things I want to try in 2024, just because if like, you do let me yeah. know. I would yeah. love hearing how you feel about it. It's, it's been on quite my radar. short as well. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. I might give it a shot, especially with game pass uh, hashtag ad, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe for 17 or uh, 16 99 a, a month. Get yeah. I get access to hundreds of games. games. Yeah, across uh, PC, uh, Xbox, and cloud. It's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a friend who's a former or current employee of Microsoft like me, you can get it for 90 bucks a year. Oh, wow. What about a friend of a friend? I think so. Yeah, I just I just pay. Oh, oh all right. I see what you're doing, Kev. Let me, I'll ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's jump over to Sam Heaney. Number. Oh. I, don't, I don't know what number you have left, but you know, I have I have three and one left. All right, um, three it is. So number three, I I doubt anybody else is going to mention this game, which hurts my heart. Um, but it's Chia. Um, oh. Yeah, a little indie darling that came out very early this last year. Um, yeah, it just immediately stole my heart. Um, and it was my game of the year for a while. And then obviously we got hit with so many bangers after bangers after bangers that it fell a little bit. But um, yeah, for, anytime I've talked about this on No Limits, I've said it's like, uh, what if it? What if Breath of the Wild was good? Um, and I say that, to clarify, I say that mostly in jest. Um, I think... For a first game from this studio, a very doing? small team, um, trying to pull off something as expansive and um, unique mechanics that you would see in something like Breath of the Wild, I think they nailed it. Um, I think it's adorable. The art style is gorgeous. I love that PlayStation supported it and put it out as a PS Plus game day one, get it as, as much exposure as possible. Um, and I think the thing that really won me over, besides the fact that the story actually gets quite dark, despite how lovely and bright it looks, it gets really quite grim at points. The 
the fact that it exposed me to a real world culture that I'd never even heard of before. And I just got to live in that culture. I got to see the food that they eat, the music that they play, the clothes that they wear, the homes that they build, the stories that they tell. And I think that that's the kind of game that we can do with a lot more. I think like we need more games in that vein, telling stories from real people around the world. Um, and yeah, I just think it's really special. It's nothing like incredible gameplay wise, but very competent, gorgeous to look at. Um, thoroughly recommend. Can you repeat awesome. the name of the game? What's it called? Chia. So it's T-C-H-I-A. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've heard it's of it. It's the one, um, I like the art style, but the, it's the one where she jumps into animals, right? Yes, you can sort yeah. of like possess creatures and objects and stuff. Yeah. 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 I I, rem I just remember thinking I wish it was a platformer because I like the art style, but then the sure. gameplay didn't look, look but. I've heard nothing but good things about Chia, uh, despite yeah. I've never heard it's Breath of the Wild, but good. It look, it, it's a joke. I say. I mean, I do think that there are things that Breath of the Wild does that Chia might do a bit better. Um, <laughs> Stand firm in your convictions. I will. I will. I, I will never deny the quality of Breath of the Wild as a game. It's just mm -hmm. not for me. Whereas Chia, most definitely. Sam's just here to hurt me. <laughs> You hurt me, Kevin. Kyle, it's just it's just what we do. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 16, yeah. At least we can yeah. agree on Spider-Man 2. That's all that's we've got. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll go next, and then I think we'll go Sam and Brandon. Um, my number two, no one will have this on their list. Um, The Legend of Heroes, Trails to Azure. Uh, or as I was saying in my review, Azure. No, no, no you, you said it right. Let's just let's move yeah. on. Uh so this is the second trails game i played this year it's uh, the 10th overall i or well, the ninth reverie was 10 but uh I, over the last two years trails has become one of my favorite series and this one i think is the best of the 10 i have played um and i say that because of the characters which is the sss um which are, are are probably my favorite out of the three arcs so far that have been localized. Uh, just the way they interact with each other, the bonds they have, it makes really good character storytelling. But just also the pacing of this game. Uh, Trails, this is the sequel to Trails from Zero, which I think is the worst Trails game. I put it at the bottom. And I mainly down to pacing like there were times in that game where it was two hours i would just click the x button just dialogue for two hours straight at certain points and i was like this game is so text heavy like not much is going on i think the last chapter of that game was like go 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 really amazing and then if you play it back to back like this game from the chapter one is full throttle like amazing let's just go through there's no lull in this game whatsoever um i think the ending is a little deus ex machina nonsense um but i can look past it because it's a jrpg but everything about this game i really love and i i'm excited for more trails games to come uh west so with that out of the way we want well, we can go to uh to to sam jam pack variety uh, I like the comma, the jam pack comma, Sam. That's yeah. Early. yeah, everyone do it. Um, my number two, Cocoon. I really, oh. really enjoyed Cocoon. Um, 
if you haven't played Cocoon from uh, some of the people that helped make uh, Limbo and, and uh, I believe they used to work for uh, that developer, but it's unlike any other puzzle game that I've ever really played. So the beauty in Cocoon is that it doesn't give you tutorials. There's no like text based. Here's what you really need to do. There's no dialogue in the game in any kind of significant way. I don't think there's any at all, but the way the world is designed and the way the puzzles are designed, it guides you where you need to go. And you do have to think about it. Like there are ways that you have to sit back and think the premise of it is that you're imagine like you've got like four or five different marbles. I forget how many worlds there are, but it's like worlds inside of worlds. They're in this little orb thing. And so you've got to think like, okay, I'm in the green world right now, but I need to impact something in the blue world. So I've got to go through the orange world, which is still in the green world somewhere. So it's like an inception kind of thing. Um, and I had never played a game, at least I hadn't played a game where it really made you think in that way, where you had to think through different realities, if you want to think about it like that. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Super short-ish game. I think I played it over the course of like five, six days, something like that, putting in like one or two hours a day. But gorgeous game, runs super well. It's on Game Pass. And I, I was really shocked by how much I really loved it. So if you're looking for a puzzle game to kind of ease yourself into the new year, definitely one to check out. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to check that game out. It's in my wish list for PlayStation. God, so good. That. It, it sounds like nothing like the movie. No, no, it is not. It, no, totally, totally different premise. Yes. I was going to say, I played about 30 minutes of Cocoon. It's not for me, but it is a, a Brie game. I know that for sure. If, <laughs> if I, Well, yeah, Kevin yeah. knows what Brie games are. If Kevin doesn't like it, I usually like it. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's how it works. Yeah, you but, should definitely check it out. I, I would uh, I would highly recommend like 10, 15 bucks. Great deal. I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure how much it is right now, but it's such a good game. Definitely worth the wait when you do get the time to play it. It is $25 right now. So Yeah, yeah, like 10 to 15, I would say go for it, whatever you're comfortable with. But uh, it will be time well spent. I'll tell you that. Sounds awesome. great. Brandon. Number two? Yeah. Number two is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Oh, you yes, and Kyle get along. Years <laughs> off of that, and yes. I, I told you a lot of these. Apparently, I have a type, which is Metroidvania. Um, like I really like the art style. I like the concept of it. It's it's a little more refreshing that it's a genie and just using extra powers rather than grabbing a bunch of different items to do different things. And the story itself was really kind of nice, too. Just going to rescue the other half genies on the island to figure out who's behind the plot of what's going on. And I, again, just the hair whip in action. Just I loved it. Fun games. God, yes. Shantae is great. Have you played the other Shantae games? Um, That was the first one. I think I was working on a different one. Um, I gotta remember which ones I bought on uh, PlayStation. I mean, they're all fa- they're all fantastic. Pirates Curse is great. Half Genie Hero is good. Uh, the original is good. They're coming out with uh, the GBA game. Um, I think that one that was already well, was just about to no. Be it, uh, yeah, it's coming out this year. Okay, Shantae, like it, it was the sequel to the original one on the GBA that right. never came out, but they're finishing it and they're gonna put it out this year. Um, I heard they were also releasing a GBA cart for. They are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Which I think is super cool. Because WayForward um, is an awesome company. Yeah, WayForward's great. Man, Shantae's fantastic. Uh, Kevin knows that I have been petitioning Shantae to be in Smash Brothers for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Sade's super underrated. Right? I just think she's super underrated. I think she deserves more appreciation. So I'm super happy to see this. Me brawler outfits the best we can do. No. Yeah, for this generation. Wait till Switch 2. Then we'll get the real ones. People will get Sans. People will get Shantae. All right. Some interesting picks. Time for everyone's last pick. Let's go around. Uh, I got dinner cooking, so we'll try to speed everyone out of here. Uh, Kyle, let's round it out with your game of the year. I'm sure it's going to surprise everyone, but number one is going to be the greatest open world game ever made. Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) Cool. I, I, for some reason, totally forgot this game came out, and I was like, what is this number one game? What? Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Whoa, spoiler. Oh, man. Oh, well. I haven't played this yet, and I didn't know we could curse on stream. <laughs> Mon keeps I telling me no. I didn't, I didn't curse. You can read it. Um, <laughs> oh, I, we should have also gave a spoiler warning for this one. Apologies, game anyone the, reading? Game of the year, people. Play your play your games. Stop complaining. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if you didn't play Tears of the Kingdom yet. It's on you. Kyle, um, it's only been like six months. Six months? I beat it. I I put it 80 hours into it in like a week. I don't yeah, own no a one, Switch. No one has that kind of time. Right? Oh, well, that's on you then, Brandon. Yeah. No, people well, do I'm have that kind of time. You're just bad at time management. That's the issue. <laughs> now that I agree okay. with. All right. You, Let's keep Tears be, of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, it's the greatest open world game ever made. Having three different layers to the world that you can explore. All very different dozens to hundreds of puzzles scattered throughout from the Koroks, which you can strap to rockets and send into the atmosphere to fall down in in just the most gratifying ways because finding 900 of them for a little golden poop trophy was not worth it in Breath of the Wild. Um, so torturing them was great. Making giant mechs. Uh, and if you're not smart... And the people who don't understand the building mechanics... Or say they're not as good as people make them out to be. You're just stupid and you don't understand them. Like, I'm sorry. That's that's just on you. All right. You learn you how like to build things. To pitch Fortnite to me again. And this go no no this makes Fortnite building look like baby poop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fortnite Fortnite is garbage compared to the building system in Tears of the Kingdom. You can solve any puzzle any way you want. And some people say that's too too open. I need more linear. I say skill issue. You know, get good. Sorry your tiny pea-sized brain isn't smart enough to understand that, oh, if I I raise this platform up, put this underneath it, put a ball on top, let it all go, it'll rocket the ball up, and I can solve it that way, and then I can get to the top platform. Is that the way it was intended to be solved? No, but that's the brilliance of it. You don't understand the genius behind the game design. This game will make other games better. People are going to steal from this game. The recency bias that this game isn't as good as some people act or isn't as good as Breath of the Wild or doesn't have a good story, nonsense. All nonsense. It's revisionism. It's it's it's, it's dog poop, okay? Um, Zelda's looks looks the best that she's ever looked in her entire career. 
Um, I don't know if being a princess is a career, but this is this is her best design yet. Um, Link, Link's super cool as always, and and you know you can go see their house where they live together. There's some cool Easter eggs in there, and there's the spoiler that I put on the slide. Um, this is the best game of the year. This is not only the best game of the year. This is one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. All right. You're all a bunch of haters. I feel I'm just taking it in. I feel attacked. <laughs> I didn't say anything. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, I feel attacked even though I haven't done anything. All right. Like I didn't. I'm just thinking about how much I want a supercut of the explanation of slide number two for number two and then going mm-hmm. into number one of just like mm-hmm. you start off with thighs and then you go yeah. into number one. That's just like if you don't like this. Horrible people. No, but um, I mean, it, yeah, it, it earned its recognition. It is a, uh, a really good Zelda game. From what I've heard, haven't played For it myself. Sure. It didn't get I, now I know what happened, so I don't have to. It's fine. For sure. <laughs> you don't even know what that means. context. Uh, I have to say, I do really agree that I think that this game is going to influence the games industry um, in a lot of ways, like in terms of the way that the building system works, as well as in terms of like gameplay system and stuff like that. Um, I don't think it's going to be as influential as Breath of the Wild was, but I do think that this is going to shift the industry. So it'll be interesting to watch that. Nintendo is the best. I don't need to ask. I don't need to ask, but does anyone else have this as their number one and feel attacked by Kyle right now? Okay, good. Kyle, your your rant was unhinged, but at least you're past it. Yeah, whatever you say. Go play your six-hour linear story-based walking sim, okay? (laughs) I hit Sam on accident. (laughs) I was getting rid of Kyle's slideshow, and I got rid of Sam. Okay, uh, Taylor, you're number one? No, number two. Number three. Number three. Final Fantasy XVI was my number two. Spider-Man 2 was my number one. Um, Alan Wake Remastered was my number five. Baldur's Gate 3 was my number four. So my number three game of the year. I finished it this year. It didn't come out this year. Ghost of Tsushima base game. Oh. Um, I'm almost positive it was this year, not last year. Right, I'm it was last pretty year. Po- I yeah. thought you finished it last year, personally. but It was this year or last year, guys. Help me. If only there was I'm a way to sure know. you finished it this year. Yeah, same, same, same. Okay. I can just check well, the date of my save file. When tell me about out. it. When did it come out? Then add five years to that, and I well, assume that. <laughs> no, we're about three years in. All right. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, excellent video game. I, I think it's one of the prettiest games I've ever played. It is the best Assassin's Creed game, I think, for me. Uh, Black Flag is probably my second favorite Assassin's Creed game. Um, but it is a story is excellent, even though it's one that seems pretty. It's a trope. Right, the samurai is trying to re- is trying to regain their honor and save their society. It's it gets more nuanced than that, and also the side characters, especially the tales of Tsushima side quests, some really powerful ones, as well as the I'll never forget the Heavenly Strike. The mythic tales were excellent. Um, so, really great uh, love letter to Akira Kurosawa and just an excellent video game. I wish there was more dismemberment. It's my only only peg against it. Yep. I checked. It was 2023. You're, you're good. Taylor, you should watch Roroni Kenshin. I think you'd enjoy it. Wait, Cap, how'd you check? Was it just Discord, Discord messages? 
I checked your you went, trophies. You went trophy oh, list. I should do that. Sorry. What, yeah, uh, that, the whole time I've been making a joke about if only there was a digital record of, of games you played, <laughs> I was re- I was referring to your trophies or your achievement list. They date them. I'm on the PlayStation app. Let's see. Kyle, what, oh, was, what would you recommend? It's an anime. It's an anime. anime. It's an anime. Yeah, called what? Or, oh, or a live action movie series called Roroni Kenshin. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked Thanks. Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I, he threw me all off. Bree, what's your number one? My number one. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Can I guess it? Yeah. Oh Hogwarts God. Legacy. Guess it. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> uh, you weren't right last time. Why are you trying again? It's not Hogwarts Legacy. I didn't play enough of Hogwarts Legacy. It probably would have made my top five. If it's I a mortals of Avia. <laughs> um. So, no, uh, my number one spot is going to, it just barely pushed Bramble out of the way for number one, but it's Blasphemous 2. Oh, cool. Um, I just barely played Blasphemous 1, and I'm, like, playing Blasphemous 2 now, and um, these games are incredible, you guys. <laughs> like, if you at all like Souls-like games, if you like Hollow Knight, um, if you like the vibe of Bloodborne, um, like this this game is so freaking good. And there's so much, it has a lot of those weird, interesting things that you, for example, um, there's an item that you have to pick up and you have to equip this item and then die while this item is equipped multiple times in order to unlock this piece of the story. There's stuff like that in the game that's like these little small things that you would like never really figure out, but you have to like inter- you have to sit and interact with the game and try and figure stuff out and talk to the NPCs and you really have to work at it and I am enjoying the hell out of this game. It is so incredible. Full disclosure, I have not beat Blasphemous 2 yet. But mm. I, that's what I'm currently playing, and I know it's for sure my number one game from that came out in 2023. Um, but yeah, it's so cool. It's a bunch of like Catholic like stuff, mm-hmm. um, and the art is incredible. Like <laughs> the art is incredible. I've not seen anything like it. Um, highly recommend. I can second all of that. Uh, Blasphemous one was beyond beautiful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's blasphemy. I won't hear it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's awesome, Bree. Uh, definitely. I think Bree might have the most. Uh, well, I was going to say Brandon's list is actually pretty obscure as well. But Bree, great choices. Thank you. Won't play any of them, but great choices. Brandon, I'm going to go to you because I think Sam and maybe the other Sam both have the same as me but who knows so i know you probably don't let's go to you first oh more than likely i don't um so this game came out literally the monday after pax east i got to talk with the devs i got to play it firsthand there and i bought it immediately as i got home it's another metroidvania surprise uh it's called nine years of shadows Mm. never even heard of this game no me neither so google it the coolest part of the concept is you're trying to help trying to figure out what happened to your family and revive the land of color. 
So this entity that lives in this giant castle has essentially devoid the world of color. It's entirely monochrome. Getting in there, fighting the first boss, you end up unlocking the color for just that temple. So that that castle. But it's it, it it's a beautifully well done game. The um, instead of items and item hunting, you're looking for you're beating bosses to get armors. And the armors, the first time you put them on, give you a Sailor Moon-esque transformation sequence. So they did everything they could do to make it look visually stunning and give you traversal options left and right. Oh, you have it looks like you have the magic animal quest. companion too, huh? You Just do! Like Sailor Moon. You get a magical... Well, technically it's a magical animal child companion named uh, Epio. Um... You find it's a little teddy bear, nice little teddy bear that little circles you, but it gives you a bunch of extra options for defense, attack, and just utilizing what it is. I've put 15 hours into it, but I've beaten it maybe three times already. Oh, Jesus. Uh, first 100% run through took me about six hours. And I was going in completely blind. Uh, I got lost a couple spots from trying to remember a specific room I was looking for an item in. This. No, correct me if I'm wrong. This looks like it has a very similar art style to Blasphemous. It would be... If we say Blasphemous takes the darkness of the Catholic Church, this would be the lightest side of it. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Huh. But it doesn't have really any religious aspects to it other than the fact that it's all based on this demon inside this castle interesting okay it's uh they didn't tell me at pax but i'm pretty sure this dropped on uh switch it is it's on switch it is yeah okay Mm -hmm. so that's the only other platform it's on because they wouldn't tell me what platform they were choosing for uh, Mm -hmm. a home console base because it was immediately on steam and then they were going to announce later that it was going to go on switch i didn't look into it but nine months ago it said it had some performance issues that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> uh, I, don't... Um, I didn't have any issues whatsoever day one um, okay. on off of Steam. Might be a good uh, ROG ally game. Yeah. Yep. Wink, wink. All right. That's awesome. Game Again, game never heard of, but sweet. Glad you liked it. Uh, I'm just going to say... Now, I'm confident Sam Heaney and I have the same number one. Jampack Sam might throw a wrench into this. I don't I, know. I feel like we all probably have the same one. If it's, if, I know that you and I have a high likelihood to probably have the same game. Okay. So I don't know. All right. My number one and possibly these two others, number one, Alan Wake 2. I was shocked to see this above Spider-Man 2 on Sam's list. I knew the second oh, yeah. he said Spider-Man 2 was number two, I knew Alan Wake 2 was number one. And I was really surprised. Oh yes, guys. Yep. I've talked about this game a lot. We did a, me and uh, Sam over there did a spoiler cast uh, about it. But what can I say about Alan Wake Two besides this is the my undisputed game of the year? All right, I rolled credits on this at Extra Life uh, in the middle of the night, and then I did the final draft the week it came out to get the true ending, which I do think is worth doing for the extra if, if you really care about the the remedy verse and everything they're building i do think it adds uh, some good content there but 
everything about this game for me is exactly what I love about video games. I think uh, soundtrack wise is phenomenal. We all know Herald the Darkness from the, the Game Awards, even if you haven't played the game at this point, but that's been stuck in my head for three months now. But even the the end chapter songs are, are fantastic to listen to. Visually, one of the best games I think we've gotten this generation. And then from a, from a narrative perspective, this game is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, obviously, you have the two saga and alan stories but the way they like interweave and connect and and just the way that they they tell the story um where i feel like alan week one you were kind of like it's a it's a very linear game right and if the story gets kind of told to you i feel like alan wake two you kind of are making the story in, in in a in a way um, just because you can play the chapters out of order and like kind of devise it in your brain. But man, I love this game. I can't wait for the DLC. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let one of the Sams talk about it now. I'm, I'm cool to go. Like, whichever one, it doesn't matter. Please go. I mean, for me, Alan Wake Two. So to preface, I played Alan Wake Remastered a couple of weeks before Alan Wake Two came out, just to refresh myself. I played the majority of it on the 360 version, and then I I kicked it over to the Xbox One version, just going into it. And I'm glad that I did because you see all of the pieces come together, and I think that Alan Wake Two does a good job of picking up where the original left off, but building on what it did in every single way. And the gameplay felt better. The narrative was incredible. It's cool to see the minds at remedy finally make the game that they've been wanting to make and you heard sam lake talk about it during interviews where they've had multiple iterations of what alan wake 2 was going to be and it never panned out and he said this is the one that he's glad that it finally came out in this way because the technology has finally met the vision that they had for this game and uh the enemy designs are great the again overall story i mean it's such a narrative focused game that it had to be good and they nailed it in so many different ways so i'm excited to go back play final draft eventually i think i might play control at some point because i've still not played control so i want to expand like my full understanding of everything that went on into it because i understand like the power generator and things like that that are mm -hmm. you know sprinkled in mm -hmm. there but um i do want to go back and play final draft after that but yeah alan wake 2 just visually incredible narrative was great gameplay was fun it was one of my most enjoyable experiences <clears throat> of the year for sure yeah i mean we talked as you said kevin we talked about it a lot on the spoiler cast i just the more i think about it the more i fall in love with it and the more intoxicating i find it and the concepts that it brings up i think you know remedy have long had the sort of reputation of being very quirky and out there and innovative but with alan week two i think it's like we only see this kind of innovation and experimentation in the indie space and remedy are doing it with a budget um a triple a budget and it just excelled um in everything it tried to do um i i said in the spoiler gas but the fact that it gives you the dual planes of saga and alan and the more i've thought about it weirdly to me saga i mean i said in the spoiler cast that it reminded the game reminded me a lot of like re2 remake which in mm -hmm. and of itself is an excellent game but i think saga is very much re2 remake and then weirdly alan kind of is giving me more and more vibes of like dead space remake in the sense that it's a bit more psychedelic and horror focused mm -hmm. both of those games are obviously of course excellent 
So I think it only makes sense that the end result for Alan Wake is stellar. Um, I, we've talked about it a lot. I, it's just my runaway game of the year. I adored Spider-Man 2. I adored all the games on my list, but really nothing touches Alan Wake 2. Yeah, and, and what cements it for me is the fact that I can't stop thinking about it. Like, it yeah. is one of those, like, what did this mean? Like, this one random phrase, and especially if you haven't played the final draft, like, there, the, the where it ends uh, is is very much, like, you need to know. You need to know what's going on. Like, there's more to the story. Um, I'm not saying the, the initial ending is bad, but the final draft ending does uh, just amplify the experience so much where i can't i can't say enough good things about this i'm day one on anything remedy does in the future for sure 100 so that it will do it everyone we've uh, given you a ton, a ton of games uh probably over 30 games to to go play if you're for some reason listen to this and haven't played any of those games go check them out but everyone i want to thank you for taking the time for this discussion with me today uh everyone please go check out their respective shows no limits frame by frame anime cast and of course project x talk with with me and sam so Kevin. until what Oh, and are we caught up? Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. I forgot we do a lot of content here, okay? Thank you for reminding me. Please go check that one out as well. Please. Uh, they, they just tore Ant-Man and the Wasp apart. Uh, that, was yep. a, that was a fun one to sit through. Well, also the first Ant-Man, and it was okay. First <gasps> Ant-Man's great. Don't I love the first Ant-Man. All right, everyone. Until next time, on behalf of Save the Game Media, we'll see you. Goodbye. <laughs>